Welcome to season six of the Casted Podcast, where we're back with more of our very own users. Why? Well, because by becoming a Casted customer, it's pretty clear how committed you are, not only to podcasting as a key piece of the future of your marketing efforts, but also to the bigger picture of how these shows all fit into their integrated marketing strategies. So these customers, these users here of Casted are the most forward-thinking brands that are harnessing the perspectives of experts with their podcasts. And then these customers are ringing out those interviews by amplifying them out across other channels. They're practicing what we preach here at Casted, and I want you to hear all about what they're doing, why they're doing it, and importantly, how you can do it too. I'm Lindsay Chepkema, CEO and co-founder of Casted, the first and the only amplified marketing platform made for B2B marketers. And this is our podcast. Today, I'm talking with Zach Darnell and Kelly Wilson of SCP. When the pandemic shut down live events and really wreaked havoc on their marketing strategy like it did for a lot of companies, Zach and Kelly decided to pivot and created their own show, Behind the Product. 11 episodes in now, and they've brought stories of how products are planned and developed to life. Stories that in many cases would never have been told if not for the podcast. An experienced podcaster in his own right, Zach outlines his ingredients for a great show, including manageable frequency, a defined audience, a passionate host, brilliant subject matter experts, and of course, outstanding content. Valuable content that doesn't exist anywhere else on the SCP website. In this episode, Zach and Kelly will share with us just how powerful a podcast can be for marketing. Zach, Kelly, thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to uh, have this conversation with you today. Thanks for thank having you for us. having us. Yeah, and thanks. Can... <laughs> Somebody owes someone else a coke. Um, so I'm I'm excited because this is kind of like a full circle thing because actually the first time that I met Zach was because I was mm-hmm. coming on a show that he was doing and that was a ton of fun and we stayed in touch and now you're you're yeah. here today. So tell me what you all are doing at SEP with Behind the Product, um, how what, the, what that show is all about and kind of how it came together. And then we'll go from there. So, okay. Uh, about a year ago now, um, you know, we had been in the pandemic for about a month and um, I'm a hyper extrovert and an external processor. So I like to talk to people, uh, sometimes at walls, but mostly people. And um, I had been doing a personal show for a long time um, and got an itch to try to start something at SCP. I thought we could use uh, use it as um, a way to connect with folks in a different way um, and just sit down and have a conversation. You get so much more context uh, in the conversation versus things like a blog post or even just a conference talk. Uh, the idea to uh, to Kelly and some of the other folks on the leadership team and um, had a lot of support there and we kind of got things started. It was really just wanting to explore uh, some of the stories behind the products that we are often involved with with a lot of our clients. And really, that's where a lot of the harder decisions and funnier, funner stories tend to happen. Um, and we kind of wanted to explore that a little bit with the show, hence the name behind the product. What are, who are the people, the practices, and the, you know, maybe the fun stories that are behind the things that we use every day. That's really where the idea came from. That's very cool. And I think 
And I think what Zach learned real quickly, now Zach has been with SEP um, for a few years. And uh, what he found real quick is you bring a you bring an idea to anybody at SEP. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. like, hey, you go for it. You, you're doing it right. You know, yeah. so you have an idea. It's like, you got to take that and run with it. And, and mm-hmm. the nice thing was Zach had the experience. Um, he knew what he was doing. So it was pretty easy from a marketing side for me to say, yeah, let's give it a shot. Because... Uh, 2020 was a very different year for everybody. So we had we realized that events weren't going to happen. Um, all that face-to-face things that we use for a lot of lead generation, uh, we had to pivot real fast. And so the idea just naturally kind of happened at a perfect time for us to say, all right, let's give this a shot. Let's see if we can you know, get some more face-to-face time with some people and tell some stories. Um, and so, yeah, that's how I got started. So tell me, Zach, how is it different doing a show for your company than it is to do a show like personally? Now the, the show, the other yeah. show that you have, I mean, it's still like a businessy. It's like kind of still a B two B podcast. It's not like about brewing beer, right? It's still about tech sure. and, and leadership and stuff. But this is this is on behalf of your company. How how right. is how is it the same? How is it different? Uh, the stakes are higher because I feel like I'm now publicly representing. 160 other people. Um, and uh, so I definitely feel that pressure versus me and a buddy of mine just happen to be interested. We work in tech. Uh, we love to geek out about companies and growth and that kind of thing. Uh, that's just us having fun in something that we enjoy. This feels like, oh, okay, I better, I better make sure that I show up with uh, you know, the voice of the company and the the people that work in its building, um, uh, so yeah, the pressure was definitely very very different. I wanted to, I was very very concerned with, I don't know, saying something silly and asking a dumb question or uh, giving some some you know silly anecdote that somebody would go, mm, is that really how we feel about these things? Is that really how we do it? Uh, so that that's always in the back of my mind every time every time I interview somebody, uh, which was one of the reasons why. Uh, part of the model, I didn't want it to just be me. I wanted to make sure that there was there was always a co-host from SCP, whether it's a, a maker, one of our directors who who um, uh, you know are responsible for like the fitness of our practices, uh, was there with me uh, to help drive those conversations and ask questions from the people that really. I mean, that they're the ones that really do the work, that are really the experts, not me. Uh, I, I can be a great champion and a, and a great, uh, you know, mouthpiece. Uh, but outside of that, um, they're the ones that really have uh, some of the interesting stories to talk through. Good self-awareness. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Kelly, tell me how, how this has come together for you from your standpoint. Like you said, there's been a lot of pivoting um, for you and for your role and your strategy, I'm sure. Um, how How did this how did this doing the show fit into that and kind of where, where does it fit into your strategy now? Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, I think part of our culture is um, giving back and especially when it comes to knowledge sharing. So um, in the past, we do a lot of events, we go to conferences, we speak at meetups. It is a way for us to get face-to-face with people and and show them what we do. So because we are building products for people, um, it's kind of hard to tell everybody's story in a unique way because we're behind a lot of NDAs. And so this is just a different way 
whether it's just a, a friend in the industry or, or someone that we've worked with in the past that is willing to tell the story as well, um, it made it a little bit easier, I would say, from my perspective to to help tell the stories behind those. So um, we're lucky that 90% of our business is repeat and referral. People come to us, they use us, and then they attach to us. And that is awesome. So from a, it's a marketer's dream, right? To be able to, to have that number. So our strategy, I think, pivoted because of the pandemic and everybody working from home. It's like, you know, we can write blogs, we can send newsletters all day long, and that's what everybody else is doing. Um, and it's no secret that podcasting is starting to increase in popularity. So I'm imagining our clients being at home, going on a walk, tired of sitting on Zooms and and listening to things. So, you know, for us, it's an experiment. Let's try it out. Let's see how this is working. Zach's done an amazing job, you know, having great guests with great content. And so it's just a different way for us to connect. And yeah, feeling so far so good. I love it. That's great. So how far now can I get everybody up to speed as far as how far into things you are? Because this is it's pretty new. Um, but not so new anymore. How how far into recording yeah. and, and everything? Where where are we set? Where are we at right now? Yeah, I think we are getting ready to launch episode number eleven on the fifteenth of April. Well, at the time of this recording, yeah. it'll be the fifteenth <laughs> of April. Uh, so right, so when we started, we wanted to have a, a reasonable cadence that we could keep to. So we started with once per month. Maybe we'll increase that at some point. And I think ideally, if uh, if we can build the momentum, try to do maybe twice a month every other week. Yeah. Uh, but right is, now, we're, I think we're on episode 11. Yeah. That's awesome. Because um, quite often, people just assume that they need to do a weekly show every mm. week forever and ever, right? And if right. they can't do that, then they're failing at doing a podcast. And so why even do it? And so you're seeing some great success. It's a great show. And... You're doing it once a month right now, and and like yeah. you said, you launched with with a few for people to to dig into, and that's great. It's 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 enough to get some engagement. It's enough for people to sink their teeth into it and to kind of keep coming back for more. Um, but you don't have to do it every week. Tell, tell us, tell me a little bit about that decision. Was that something that you wrestled with, or were you like right off the bat, like no, we don't have to do it every week? Well, you alluded to a personal show, little little passion project of mine that I did. I uh, had been doing for maybe a year, year and a half prior to this. So I learned the hard way through that of not signing up for too much up front. Uh, so we tried to do mo- like a much um, uh, much more often uh, shorter cadence. I don't know, whatever the, whatever the correct phrasing is there. Uh, we we're trying to do once every two weeks as a, as a passion project, not a full-time job. It's hard to keep up with that. I mean, there's a lot of coordination that goes into, hey, do you want to be on a show? Yes or no? Awesome. When can you talk? Uh, all all the the mechanics behind the scenes of launching just a single episode, you know, there's there's a few hours of work there that um, you kind of have to keep up with. And keeping that pipeline and momentum going, uh, I I kind of learned the hard way that starting you know a little bit uh, less frequent uh, was probably a good way. And you can always increase that frequency in the future if. If it's something that takes off, if you want to double down on the on the uh, time investment to to get those those episodes out, so that was really what influenced, I think, a lot of that decision. I don't know, Kelly, where your head was at when we talked about that. Yeah, I think I was cautious. Um, this is not Zach's primary job. You know, he's he's yeah. managing project teams and working with real clients and delivering real products. Um, so, like I kind of joked earlier, like yeah, you signed up for it. You've got to help find the time to do that. And my concern was 
is the commitment, right? If you say you're going to do this, like you, you got, we got to, we got to be able to perform every single month um, and deliver something that people want to listen to. This is not something we can just like, okay, let's just do one real quick without it being thought out. So uh, we wanted to do it like we normally do with everything. We wanted to keep our reputation high and make sure that we're mm-hmm. producing quality stuff. So I think it's been on point. Yeah. yeah, no, it really is. It's a great show. And, and you can tell, I mean, the bar is high and you can tell you're putting a lot of thought into it. There's not like, oh, let's just go talk to someone and, and just time to do the show for the month. I'm interested, Kelly, in, in how you said, if we're going to do this, we got to do it right. Um, what does that look like for you as, as you've kind of gotten into this for the first time? And how did you approach this and say, okay, this is, this is who we're serving and this is kind of the strategy behind it? What how did you start to formulate what the show would look like or and, and who all was involved in, in that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think obviously finding a void in the market, like what's already out there? Like what, what are people not already doing? You know, whether it was people talking about brewing beer or, you know, doing other things, like there's a lot of podcasts out there. So how do we, how do we stand out? Um, and it also had to stay core to what we do, you know, you know, Zach could have a love for bicycling and he could want a podcast, but I'm going to say, yeah, it's not worth your time doing that. Right. You know, we have to stay core to, um, making sure that, we are communicating in a way that tells the story about products. We want people to learn something. We want them to walk away and say, "All right, where, where's where's the meat?" So whether you know he's coming up with a list of guests, um, and these, like I said, this could be a, a variety of different friends in the community. Um, you know, it's it's taking a team of people. You know, Zach's got a Trello board of, of potential people he can talk to, and we're trying to flesh out like is is the meat there, and we're taking recommendations like, "Hey, this would be a great person." to talk to as well. And sometimes those are happening inside projects. Sometimes they're happening outside of SCP. If someone's running into people in in a variety of different communities, um, there's a lot of smart people. And there's a lot of people who don't have the opportunity to tell a story, hence the name. Um, So there's, there's a lot of goodness there. So I think from a marketing perspective, it's it's making sure that we stay core to um, who we are uh, throughout and, and not compromise um, the the good content. So, um, Zach, you might be able to add more about the the who behind it, but yeah, I mean, I think in my head when uh, when we first started talking through this, there were three you know main categories of people I thought would be fun to talk to um, clients of ours that. You know, we could talk about, like Kelly mentioned. You know, there's a lot. There's we have a lot of uh, NDAs and privacy behind a lot of the work that we do. But sometimes we can talk about those those engagements. Um, uh, other, um, I don't want to say potential clients, uh, like not from a sales perspective, but just other people in, um, you know, maybe non technically first verticals, so not digitally native companies that are that are looking to go. Um, uh, kind of down a digital path or a technology path, become a technology company. I find those stories personally interesting because I think that there are a number of different paths that uh, those folks can go down. And I think it's fun exploring that. So that was kind of a secondary category. And then other thought leaders in the industry, you know, we're really big fans of guys like Jeff Patton or Troy McGinnis that uh, speak a lot about ways of building modern products today. And I think spreading those messages and injecting them inside of the stories that sometimes we get to be a part of uh, was a was a fun twist as well. So those were kind of the three kind of the buckets of folks that I thought would be really interesting to explore. I love that, and I love that you're 
that the whole thing kind of started with who can we have great conversations with, right? right. Who can who can we talk to and talk with that our audience would love to listen in on that conversation, right? Yeah. Um, which is how you're ending up with a great show. So, so you have right. those conversations, you record it, you turn it into a show. Then what happens? What does your process look like? What do you do with the content? Um, where do you go from there? So mechanically now, uh, we're actually using Cast as platform. Um, here in the last, I think, six months-ish, uh, we started to switch over and, and use uh, the Castle platform, which is wonderful, by the way. Uh, so we now have um, audio editing help, which is great because the first few shows were me learning through YouTube and uh, Googling on how to use GarageBand. Uh, so the audio and all quality of your abundant has... spare time as you're like, you know, doing your job <laughs> yep. and doing yep. a podcast and just learning how to also, you know, do audio engineering. Just Correct. would you recommend that, Zach? <laughs> no, no, I really wouldn't. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, to be fair, though, uh, if you just want to get started, there's yeah. a way to get started. But yeah, once you once you know that you want to take it more seriously, go find an expert because it, it'll it's going to amp up the quality tenfold. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, when we're done recording a, an episode, we also do a quick recap. Uh, so me and the co-host that came on, we'll do a, you know five to 10 minutes. And it's really just setting the stage for here's what you're going to hear. Here's what we found interesting. So there's an opportunity for us to kind of inject our opinion about like, oh, I really found this interesting. Or, you really found this interesting. Um and all of that gets shipped off to our audio engineer. We kind of do a little bit of back and forth tweaking. Um, and then we have a canned intro and outro uh, message that I actually might tweak for our next show. So quick preview. And then there is another another employee of SCP. Uh, Maddie uh, is awesome. She's on our biz ops team and has joined Kelly and I along with uh, our graphic designer, Justin, who uh, does all the graphics and visuals uh, for the show, for all social media and all the things that I know Kelly has probably a checklist of, all the things that we have to do when we want to launch an episode. Uh, So Maddie and I kind of tag team some of the key takeaways that we use on the Casted platform, um, try to put together all the guest info, guest bios, all the metadata that goes along with the show, show notes, show descriptions uh, prior to a launch, and then put everything up on the Castit platform and hit launch. I know there's more stuff behind the scenes that I don't know about. Kelly, I'm sure you could talk about. There's other stuff that you you and Maddie do. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it it took us a few months to figure it out, like like Zach said, and and having Casted, you know, to kind of help do this has been really helpful. But yeah, we just, we're now plug and play. Like we're at the point now where we feel great about the system in place to be able to publish it. There's no surprises now. So um we were lucky enough that we spent uh, some time redesigning our website in 2020. So that allowed for us to build a page for the podcast in the same process. So integrations with WordPress and being able to do that was really valuable for us and really good timing that we didn't realize until we started using Casted. Um, the, The really interesting thing about the podcast is we don't have this content anywhere else on the website. So the the meat inside the audio is not anywhere else. And that's where I think podcasting is really unique. Um, and being able to use transcription now and, you know, in the little audio transcript, you know, the snippets and, you know, all the various things like that that we can use um, on social media has made it a lot easier. If we were having to do that manually, it would have, 
you know, we would have probably given up long ago. So um, we do share it out on social. Um, we are putting it in the hands of individuals just to kind of play. Let's let's test it out. Let's put it on LinkedIn. You know, Zach will post things. Um, I'll post some things from the company, and um, we find that obviously people that are that are guests on the show, they're going to share it too. Mm-hmm. And that's what again, any marketer's dream wants that to happen, and it and it happens. So um, it's been working well. It's been working really well. I love it. I love it. And I, I also love how you are approaching it as an experiment. You said that a couple of times now. And so tell me, tell me more about that. What are you, what are you watching for to as indicators of like uh, time to try something new or this is working well? What are you, and I'm not even saying what, I'm not even saying numbers. Like we're, I know you're not like, we just need to get to this number and that will be success. But like, what are, what are some of the things that you kind of look for, like this is going well, or this, we tried this and it didn't work so well, try to time, time to try something new. And I'm, I'm thinking that maybe this is even like kind of the culture of who, who you are as a team and who you are as a company, but like what, what does that, this is all an experiment mean to you as far as the show is concerned? I think from my perspective, um, like I said, the content is is this is the only place that it lives. So are people talking about it? And and again, socially, um, that can happen really easy with a like or a retweet of any sort. And and I consider it a win because if they're not doing it on any of our other um, posts and they're doing it on this, then to me that's a really good thumbs up and validation that that people are listening. Um, I think we have learned a few things. We learned that hey. Uh, my genius brain was like transcription. That's awesome. That means free blog posts. Like that's going to make it really easy to do blog posts after every single uh, podcast. And then we tried it, and we're like, "Oh, that is awful." No, that's going to take some work. We're going to need to do some massaging of what the transcription equals to a blog post. So um, we learned that that is going to take some time to do, and we pivoted real quick on how we were going to do that, and we tried. So we'll push that out. We'll see how many you know impressions we're getting and what's happening. I think organically, um, I'll admit we're not putting any money towards the podcast right now. We're not spending ad words and dollars to it. It's a cheap experiment in my mind um, because we want to see what's going to happen right now organically. So um, we'll learn in the next couple months what that means um, and and we'll try different things. So for me, that's kind of what it means at this point. What what Kelly said. No. um, (laughs) Ditto. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there, it, it's easy to look at, at at metrics and you know try to try to draw some conclusion as to you know why did we get thirty listens over here and fifty listens over here? But mm-hmm. um, you know I think that only becomes an input. I think some of the anecdotal feedback um, from guests and from you know maybe maybe folks that do. Uh, drop a comment or um, you know a handful of impressions on things like LinkedIn conversations with folks that I know have listened to the show. Hey, I really enjoyed, um, you know, the, I got a lot of great feedback on the uh, episode that we did with Lessonly uh, a few months ago. And quite frankly, I really enjoyed that conversation. The, you know, our guests, Jackie and Casey were, um, they were just really, really fun pair. And our director of UX, Noelle, joined me for that. She had a great connection with uh, Jackie and Casey. That's that, um, that bridge for the dynamic of having a co-host on the show because I didn't know them is yeah. was just phenomenal. I get to kind of like fade out into the background. 
uh, you know, my voice gets quiet and, and, and Noel, you know, in that conversation was able to, you know, have a really just fun conversation with a friend and, uh, you know, her coworker about their journey. Um, and I think that really showed through. So I got a lot of, again, anecdotal, Hey, really enjoyed that episode. And that's a good, just kind of gut check for me to go, okay, great. So that dynamic of making of having a co-host that has a personal connection to our guests, that really works well to kind of help bridge the audience into that conversation as well, if it's doing the same thing for me. Um, So it's little things like that, I think, that we've learned over time uh, that that become more powerful for influencing how we, you know, uh, uh, tactically establish like who our guest is going to be. Now, who's the co-host going to be? Okay, now what are we going to talk about? those, Those stories and those experiences kind of shape how that works out. Well, I love that too, because it sounds, again, it sounds like this is part of who you are, part of who your team is, kind of how you approach things. Um, Because I think far too often, um, especially with podcasts, but I think with anything, is you put together a strategy and you're like, how are we going to do this show? And here's the format. And you just press go. And every single time it's exactly the same. And it's like, no, this is how we do it. And it sounds like you're really open and receptive to you know, I kind of want to, I want to try this thing, or we should try this thing, or somebody had an idea of what we should try, or we tried that and it didn't go so well. So let's maybe try one more time or let's, let's, you know, try something new. That's so important is being receptive, paying attention, being willing to try new things and, and also to give it time. You know, I mean, you're, you're only 11 shows in, which on one hand, that's when when you start to get some of that data, um, even just anecdotal, I'm not even talking like metrics, but just some, some of those kind of that just feedback. Um, and, and being open enough to say, hey, we're, we're still just getting started, but what do we know now that we didn't know, you know, 11 shows back? Um, and how can we continue to tweak things as we go? And I think that's a really important yeah. mindset to have. And yeah, I think I, the other thing I just thought of too, Zach, wanted to mention is like, we have 150 employees inside, you know, inside our company. So talk about the biggest critics. Like what an opportunity to have people give us feedback on a show, you know, and that's, you know, what we love about people. We love giving feedback. We love getting feedback. And we are always talking about getting better. And that is a cultural thing. So um, reminding ourselves that we've got 150 listeners inside of our own building too that um, can give us feedback and help us learn and give us ideas um, is an important thing not to forget because hopefully they're learning along the way as well. For sure. For sure. Yeah, your most important audience and and often... (laughs) most overlooked audience is, is your internal audience is your own team. Right. And if, if they're big fans, usually whatever you're doing is going to be a success. And if you can't kind of, if you can't get their attention, uh, it's an early red flag. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So again, you're, you're a nice, you're good handful of shows in, you've got, you've got your stride, you're paying attention, you're making tweaks. What is some advice that each of you would share um, what, that you've learned along the way uh, for somebody else who's not quite to where you are yet? So early on, um, you know, again, part of the, uh, you know, part of the reasoning, at least for me personally, um, just given my personality trait when, you know, in the midst, midst of this pandemic, you know, in the midst of this time when we are severely disconnected as a society, this was an opportunity to do the opposite. Let's connect more, albeit all over Zoom, um, and, and chat with folks. So uh, I think there's oftentimes a fear of um, reaching out to people that you may not have uh, a deep relationship with or know personally to invite on your show. 
uh, I'll, I'll say it this way. I have yet to be told, no, I don't want to be a guest on your show. Mm-hmm. I'm no one. Like I'm, I'm not important. I'm not like, I'm, I'm just a guy in the indie tech scene that likes to talk on a podcast and, and, and work with folks. Um, so I, I guess my first, first piece of advice is don't let that fear stop you from reaching out to somebody that you want to talk to and explore mm-hmm. a topic with. Yeah. Um, and just adding think, to that, yeah. two, two shows, so Casted, and then prior to that, I, um, I did a show for the company I worked with too. I think I got one no ever. And it was yeah. like, oh, I'm just really super busy. I would love to do it later. I don't think, and I've, other than that, it's been, yes, of course. Like, I don't think I've yeah. ever gotten, I mean, hundreds of shows at this point. And I don't think I've ever right. had anyone tell me no. That, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and my my second one, and Kelly, I, I hope this isn't yours, but uh, don't feel like you have to have a perfect plan and have a big team to do this. Like I said, uh, hop behind a mic, get get on Zoom, whatever, hit record. I mean, you, you don't have to have some perfect plan. There is no such thing as a perfect plan. There's no one size fits all. That's, that's nope. for sure. So mine, um, I would say, make sure that you're a podcast consumer first. Um, so make sure that you're listening and learning to other podcasts. Um, I listen to podcasts, I would say, prior to us launching one. But you're only listening to certain ones, right? So you have this opinion or people are going to have a judgment on what it's going to feel like and what that experience. So um, from a marketing side, I would say, make sure that you... Uh, that you you are a consumer first before you make any judgments. Um, I think Zach's uh, idea of, of finding someone, you know, or, you know, I think it's the passion. You have to find somebody who's passionate. And I think, you know, would we have done this without Zach? No, we would not have. Uh, we, we, we just wouldn't have. It wouldn't have been something that I think we would have explored. So the fact that he, you know, came with the idea, was passionate about it and followed through um, is something that I think is really key with anything. And... And I think the other thing, and my biggest concern was about the focus. Um, I have listened to podcasts where I'm like, woo, it's all over the place. And so when you spend the time and you're ready to listen to it and you're like, wow, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Like being deliberate about the content and making sure that, you know, for us, people know what to expect with you is really, I think, is what keeps them coming back. And and yes, experiment, experiment, try all the new things because, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's a low risk. I love it. Well, yeah, I, I love uh, great advice. Thank you for sharing. I think that's a great place to leave it. Um, thank you both for being here. Thanks for creating a great show and um, yeah, for sharing what you've learned along the way. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Appreciate it. That's our show. Thanks so much for listening. And for more from today's guest and some pretty amazing content that they've inspired, visit casted.us and be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to get the latest on all things Amplified Marketing. B2B podcasting and a lot more.